Marvelous. All right. So, kicking off another episode of Underdog Hockey Pod. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Kurt. And once again, I'm joined by my boys, Tyler. Hey, boys. And Brad. Yo. Excited to get to hear what these questions are. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. This is going to be quite fun. So, I'm looking forward to hearing the questions. I am too. What we got, Tyler? Huh? I am too. All right, Tyler, what do you got for us? All right, so yeah, this is the fan questions episode. We've got a few of them here. We'll pick some of the best ones. Won't get to all of them, obviously, but, you know, some of them are just sex bots anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get intimate? <laughs> uh, okay. I guess we can start with this first question. This kind of ties into the last podcast there. Who, now that we have an idea of who's making the playoffs, this comes from at Mac Wilson 91. Who's the strongest Canadian team going into the playoffs this year? Brad, do you have an answer? Um, strongest Canadian team. I'd probably have to say that's tough. Uh, Edmonton. I'd probably have to say top to bottom, probably Edmonton. Yeah, that's a tough one. That Are you really basing this on their position too? Like, uh, yeah, that you know, has something to do with it. But I think you know, you 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 have two. F- of the top five, at least, can we top three, depending on who you talk to. Uh, players in the NHL, you got to give them. It's got to give them some credit. And Tippett's a good. He's a great coach. So, why the hell not? Right? Why the hell not them? Okay. Good answer, Kurt. What do you got? I have to go with the Oilers. Um, they're definitely the. They've got a lot of explosiveness up front. Oh, wait. Excuse me. Oh, of course. (laughs) We didn't crack one this episode. It's okay. Uh, Here, I got one. Oh, you got one too? Yeah. Fuck, I'm missing out. One sec. I'll be right back. Loser. (laughs) What a pathetic loser. Um, But no, I have to go with Edmonton at the end of the day. Uh, If if I was really to gamble on it, they'd probably be my go-to team. Um, Calgary, I don't think has quite the knit and grit or the depth to really make a real punch at yeah. the playoff stretch. Yeah. Or Vancouver. No, I think Vancouver, I gave Vancouver the edge over Calgary, but I think between the two, I give it to, to give it to uh, Edmonton. What makes me super jumpy about um, Vancouver is just the shot, the shot opportunities. They just consistently give up for Markstrom. Like if he's not making, Demil up forty saves a game. Yeah, that's uh that's a tough boat to be in. You're not gonna win too many series if he has to face that many that much rubber. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. for my answer, I'm also gonna agree with you guys. The Oilers. Not only are they the best team, I would say, top to bottom and in the goal. They also have, I would say. None of the Canadian teams, based on what I'm looking at here, have a great chance of moving through to the first uh, out of the first round of the actual playoffs. 
But if any team has the best chance, Edmonton up against Dallas in the 4-5 matchup would be my, yeah, my bet. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah, that is very reasonable. Especially if McDavid and Drysaddle will really turn it on. Yeah, you don't know. We don't assume, know. We're assuming that they would come back and be dominant. We, well, we don't know. It's weird. It's 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 weird that like over this time, like we don't like coming back into the playoffs. Who knows? Some guy might be he might be training hard. Be like it's like a mini off season. I could come back and have like I'm a UFA this off season. I haven't had a good playoff season thus far. Training your ass off and have a good little run here. It helps your value. So oh, totally. some guy might come out of the fucking blue and have a great second half. It's certainly totally. going to be a big um, judgment of character, at least I think for a lot of general managers and coaches, to see who comes back in top shape and is bringing it. Yeah, there will be, there will be serious expectations. And a lot of players are going to fail the physical test. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being a possibility. Like, the whole Montreal team. <laughs> you're 9% body fat. What the fuck happened? You're 9% body fat. Yeah, Carey Price comes in 40 pounds heavier. Like, well, why? What, what, why? It's three games. I can survive three games. Now we're going to beat fucking Pittsburgh, guys. Relax. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Well, what's the next question, Kragi? Uh Next one we got comes from Brad underscore 9119. Just says Netflix and chill, question mark. I don't know, Brad. Uh, what are you proposing for Netflix? Well, you know, I just finished watching Ozark. You watched Ozark, okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay? It was okay. I yeah. haven't watched it, but if you've been listening to the Chicos podcast, I know Biz has been pumping their tires really hard, saying it's as good it's, as Breaking Bad, or better than Breaking Bad. It's, 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 it's like, if you watch the first season, you've seen seasons one, two, and three. It doesn't go anywhere. It's the same shit every episode where it's just like, how is he going to get out of this mess? How, who is the Mexican cartel going to kill this time? Who is he got to make with a side deal with to, in order to get what they want with their contracts and their permits and stuff? That every episode, round and round and round you go. It's, like, it's just lazy writing. <laughs> go somewhere with it. Yeah. Kurt, you been watching Netflix at all lately? Uh, any series watched- on the go? I watched the Waco series. You watched Waco. Yeah, I watched that as well. I'm a big history, history guy, and I have um, <coughs> an extreme fascination with uh, the whole David Koresh scene and the <coughs> Branch Davidians and all that, so I was, like, all over it. But um, my final thoughts on it, it was good, but I did find it very a little too anti-government for my liking. Yeah, I was going to say it came across as, like – Overly simplifying the whole situation. Obviously, we don't have insider knowledge on the whole situation, but they really made it out. Uh, the the trade? No, what what the hell are they called? ATF. Yeah, the ATF. They made the ATF look like, oh yeah, we're just going to get this guy. We're the bad guys. Like like right off the bat, they're established. Didn't even try to like make it complicated or anything. Just like yeah, we're the bad guys. We're going to get this guy. Yeah, get him. 
I didn't I didn't like that because like the dude like there was a lot of warrants against him and it kind of it also sympathized him a bit like I understand like from my prior research about him yeah he had an off, rough upbringing but that doesn't really justify him sleeping with fourteen year olds yeah it it also made him look like a tried their best to make him look like a great guy which like was a mar- really yeah like a martyr yeah exactly yeah you, I, I didn't I didn't like that so um, that was my only kind of real uh, uh, like uh, argument against it. But it was kind of the, it was a good little documentary though um, for a lot of people, I think not familiar with the whole Waco situation because even in Tiger King and one of the early episodes, there's a, when they interview um, Joe Exotic, mm-hmm. another awesome Netflix series. Um, he makes, he makes a reference to Waco. I was like, I wonder how many people actually understood that. Uh, no, probably nobody. I knew, I, I knew that because out of a different documentary, but I haven't watched the series yet. I will eventually. Yeah. Um, but I've heard I've heard similar reviews that it's not that accurate slash it's just not a very honorable portrayal of it. No. no. Like David, so, David Crush was a bad guy and they really lightened his mood. At least they really, really made him look like this this guy practiced like the weirdest form of polygamy you could ever think of. Like I don't know, like I, I had some mixed reviews about it, but I thought it was good I thought it was good overall though. I did enjoy it though, I guess. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So myself personally, uh, obviously we're in Canada, so we don't get ESPN, but I've been watching that Jordan documentary. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's Evan. so good. It was really good. I was really impressed with that whole. So yeah. sad it's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm only, I'm only three episodes in, so I've, I've oh. got, I've got oh, some you're, not, time how, how, you're so far behind. It's been going around for like a month now. I know. Oh, I got, way. I started on it late, so. God, yeah, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah it's good. Poor Pippin. <laughs> that. Bass Rockman's just a wild man. He's a piece of kind of. <laughs> he lives on his own planet. Like he, he legit like lives on his own planet. Yeah, he's he's a different cat. Yeah. No. All right. But, yeah. About- With the lack of sports going on, I've been uh, looking for other outlets such as sports documentaries to get my sports fix. So I was I was talking to my friend the other day. It's like, can you? Can you just step back and take a look at how fucking rare that fucking Rodman situation is? Can you yeah, imagine if Patrick Laine or Austin Matthews said, I got to go to Vegas for three days in the middle of the season? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I need a vacation. The uproar. What the fuck do you need? You need a vacation. Just like, I just need to go party in Vegas. Yeah, I, got, I just got to like blow off some steam. Same with um, and then Michael Jordan like literally has him in his PJs, like you're coming to practice now, and he's like fine, so he's like legit practicing in his pajamas. <laughs> he yeah, there's there's ne- uh, there's never been anybody like that in the NHL before. No, ne- like there's been guys who can somewhat like not somewhat, but might give them some kind of run for their money, but. Nobody's like that. No, no. <laughs> like no, Jeremy Roenick might be kind of like one of them, you know, those kind of guys. But nobody uh, can. Not even close. though. Not even mm. close. Anyway. That, that that sort of that that sort of uh, or Sean Avery. Sean Avery's up there. Like that sort of behavior is not tolerated in the in the hockey world. Yeah. 
Just Sean Avery, though, he's just an asshole. He's not like he's not fucking like maybe Brizgolov, not based on how just out out of his mind he was. <laughs> so, yeah, and where his interests lie. Just yeah, he's in the middle of a documentary preparing for a winter classic, and all he can think about is outer space <laughs> and tigers and tigers, bears in the woods. My friend Gord was a huge fan growing up. My my friend and longtime partner goalie, he was always a big Brizzy fan. He was a good goalie, but forty-two wins, weird shit. You were yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, to answer your question, Brad, I will Netflix and chill with you if we're watching something good. Um, this is from. I just made my day. This is from Gabrielle Sanchez. Two Zeds ninety nine. Want to get intimate with me? Question mark. <laughs> Hell no. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's we'll right now. Uh, perfect. We're through that question. <laughs> 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 this comes from Dave Kurt ninety. This one's for you, Brad. Why is Brock Besser the team pigeon? Team pigeon. <laughs> Good question. Then why is Brock Besser with the team pigeon? I don't know, actually. Oh. Any uh, any uh, thoughts there, Croggy? Uh, I don't have any thoughts on that. No. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know, I'll say this: when I saw that dude in that uh, in that shootout. Good styles. Uh, so many people, I was just waiting for it. I was absolutely waiting for it. Like, he came off an injury. He goes to shoot. Everybody stands up. He doesn't score. But I was just waiting for it. If he had scored that goal, everyone would have been like, oh, wow, you know, he should have won the Calder. Would well, you well, shut well. up with that shit? Nobody never. says that. Nobody yes, says they, that. Yes, yes, they do. That's I've fun. never heard that. I've never, ever heard they should have won it over Barzell. <laughs> Absolutely not. But anyway. All right. What's the next question, Croggy? Next question comes from Andy Jack. Who's better, Sid the Kid or Jay Taves? I think we should bring a bar down beef for this one because uh, I caught him one time at one point when uh, Taves was in his high horse. Um, he actually admitted that Taves was better, but I would probably have to go with Crosby. Crosby, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say Crosby. Well, I'm glad you're yeah, Crosby. <laughs> I don't like Crosby. Like I still, I know like you him. hate him, and you usually I, go out of your way to say he's not great at hockey. So, uh, no, I never said that. I just never liked him. But uh, I will say this: I don't like Sidney Crosby, but I have friends of mine who do like Sidney Crosby that I like. So you know what? You can cheer for him for me. <laughs> Very political answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, the next question. This one might require a bit of research. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but I'm looking into it right now. This is from Das J. Lee. Who's the dirtiest player to never receive a suspension 
and then in brackets it says post 2000. So like comment like this generation NHL. I'd have to give it to maybe Dave Piron. Has he never had a suspension? Yeah, he's pretty. Has Malkin's been suspended? Malkin's been suspended. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Dave Perron had an incident where he jumped off the bench during the Golden Knights Capital Series. No, I remember that. And nobody caught it. No one caught it. Like, 100%, he should have been suspended. But um, even though I was cheering for Vegas, but still, he he still broke the the rule. (laughs) That should have been a 10-game suspension. It should have been done right then and there. Well, it's automatic, right? Remember when Dave Clarkson did it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I think my pick would have to kind of go to – I mean – Brad Marchand's the obvious choice, the whole licking incident. Like, the fact that the NHL didn't do anything about that, it baffles me. Um, has he been – he's been suspended, though, before, has he not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember when he hit um, Salo? Uh, low bridge? Hip yeah, check? he low bridged him. He gave Salo a concussion. He, like, low bridged him, and then uh, Salo couldn't play anymore, and then – Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that. that's the first one that comes to mind for me for suspensions. But uh, I think David Piron, unless I'm wrong, I'm not sure if he's been suspended 100%, but he would probably be my choice because he does get a lot of weight with a lot of dirty shit behind the scenes. A lot of dirty shit, yeah. He does. He really does. Like, uh, I remember like right away a lot of the commentators in that Santa Cup Final Series pointed that out. They're like, he, he's always got some tricks up his sleeve. Any skilled too. No, this one's interesting, Brad. Do you have somebody off the top of your head? I'm I'm looking into a specific player just to see if he has any injury history or any suspension history. Uh, I think Perron's a pretty good opinion, uh, pretty good guess or guess, uh, an answer because he is kind of a sneaky, dirty guy. He is. People always pointed him out. Like remember early when he first uh, came onto the scene, people were talking about his skill. But, yeah, no, he's a total agitator. Um, not quite as obvious as, say, like a Marchant-esque or Roussel Burroughs, but he way more behind the scenes. Like, he has much more subtle ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Remember that trip that – that wasn't necessarily a suspendable offense, but remember when he tripped, <laughs> had that tripping – no tripping call, and then the, he scored? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No. Anyway. Yeah, that's my answer, David Perron. But unless you guys can come up with something better. Now, I can't seem to find anywhere if this guy's been suspended before. It makes me wonder if he hasn't been suspended before. But who? He's a former Canuck. You can probably guess just by me saying that. <laughs> hey. No, not Yarko. That's a pretty good one too, though. That's, That's a good guess. I like that guess. Um, Ryan Kessler. Has he ever been suspended, Brad? I don't think so. I don't think so. I can't find it anywhere in here. But I know he's a dirty piece of shit and he's an asshole. I feel like, uh, for whatever reason, when I watched him in Vancouver, I find I didn't see him pull off as much dirty, dirty play than when he was like on the Ducks. I think it's because he couldn't keep up anymore. That's fair. Like and it was so much more obvious. That little rivalry with Ryan Johansson. 
Yeah, it was like such a, such a more way more obvious when he was on the Ducks versus when he's on Vancouver. It, it didn't seem as obvious. I'm not even a Vancouver fan. I know you're not, and a lot of people did say he was dirty, and he was one of the Canucks that everybody hated, along with like Burroughs and Lapierre. Yeah, especially during that cup run. Yeah. So after that, they had to change their. They got rid of all three of them. Shortly after. Lapierre. All right. Well, like I said, my answer is David Perron. I don't know who you, who you guys got. I'm, I'm going to go over to Kessler. I'm going to agree with Because Kessler is pretty fucking. Pretty greasy. <laughs> okay, next question. All right, let's hear it. Okay, the next one here. This one, I think, is directed at Kurt. Uh-oh. Um, however, I guess we can all chime in. This comes from At Bar Down Beef. Hey, that was our guest in the last pod. Yeah. Um, why does Kurt love the Islanders? Well, do you want the Spark Notes version or do you want the, the long version? Short uh, version. <laughs> Short version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a growing up thing. Um, I mean, I like the old logo. I like Zygmunt Palfi. I was, I think my, one of my favorite teams has probably the uh, 04 Islanders, even they weren't the hottest, but I don't know. They just, they've always, I've always kind of clung to them. They just have always been a point of interest, really. Uh, yeah. It's, I can't really give – I've never been able to very give a very concrete answer at the end of the day, but um, that kind of goes back to – yeah, just it kind of traces back to the history. Like I said, big, big Ziggy Palfy fan. Um, there's always been a kind of a character team at the end of the day. Like, even right now, like, they're, they are, like, my favorite team to watch in terms of, like, how they've always kind of triumphed over Amosity. Like, they are very much that team that's always been kind of battling, and I was, like, an underdog, so – there you go. Okay, there you go. There's your answer, bar down beef. There's your answer, bar down beef. Hey, Tyler, Canucks suck, by the way. Brad, do you know why he's a, an Islanders fan? Do you have an opinion on why? I do now. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, because he's an idiot or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler, you know what? Actually, hold on a second. Let's, uh, let's uh, turn the table a little bit here. Tyler, why are you, uh, why are you a Jets fan? <clears throat> okay. Bandwagon. He's a bandwagoner. Obviously, I'm a bandwagoner because they've won so many cups, right? <laughs> Avco Cup. Um, Not from Winnipeg. You know how many ties to Winnipeg, and they showed up. Oh, I do. Okay. I do. I do have ties to Winnipeg. My family's from there. I was about to say, yeah. But, he's, look at him. Oh, he's totally. Well, what a BS. You would have no. You would never go to Winnipeg if the Jets weren't there. Well, I have family there. I could go see. Uh, have you gone there? <laughs> you could go a, see. This isn't a situation, Tyler. I've never like, gone there to see my family. <laughs> I, okay, it's a long story. Similar to you is something I grew up cheering for the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> and I have, stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. Stop you right I, I, there. I have an Atlanta Thrashers jersey at my parents' place. It's I've never seen there. it. I've never heard you speak a single word of the Atlanta Thrashers. I love them. Me neither, really, except when you told me that one time. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not a team that exists anymore, and they're the Winnipeg Jets, so. No, I know, but prior to that, though, like, I remember, like, because I think when you first but joined I have Truckers, told you. They, were still, they were still on the team. They were still in the league when they were, when you joined Truckers. No, they weren't. They were not? What, yeah. You had the leave. They left the year Brad and I were in grade 12. 2011. 2011, yeah. 
Well, I'm I joined old. Truckers 2013 or 2014, I think. A couple seasons after. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like the Thrashers, I had their their old away jersey. They were they were like they were like the weirdest franchise because if you put that team anywhere else, they always had two star forwards. Yeah. For like twenty years. They had Kolchak with Hosa or Heatley. And they couldn't build around them. They actually the numbers are actually a little bit scared though in terms of when people talk about their fan base. Their fan base actually wasn't technically the worst in terms of overall attendance. I think it was more the ownership saw it as a money pit that just was not going to flourish for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, I, yep. No, they, 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 like Atlanta is a big enough wall. city. You'd think they could support a hockey team. It's well, Atlanta, Atlanta is a football city. It's one of the biggest cities in the States. So it is population wise. You'd be, yeah, you'd think that that's why it was so attractive to begin with, but yeah. It's so hard to get there. Two attempts to, and both those teams ended up turning to Canadian teams. Yeah. So yeah, I followed them when they moved, and I became a Jets fan. And I liked Bufflin. I liked Wheeler. I didn't like Kane. I never liked Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah. They've been easy to cheer for, even though they had a painful rebuild there for a few years when they had Andropov and Ponikarovsky. Anchoring their second oh, line. That was the end. <laughs> that was bad. Bad time. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about that at the street hockey the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, more how Antropop was supposed to be a big name for the Leafs, and then he didn't pan out. Yeah, he just never turned into anything. No. But that's my story. Right on. Well, we don't need to ask Brad why he's a Cups fan, so let's just skip to the next question. Um, okay. There's two questions left. This one uh, comes from another sex bot, but I mean, it's, it's a great question to ask. It's from Irish.Gallagher. Are you a tits or ass person? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. I'd probably say ass person. Say so you're an ass person, eh? Yeah, I always kind of have been. It's changed a little bit now in my old age, but no, I have to, give, I have to say that. Changed in how okay, explain how has it changed in your old age? Oh, I don't know. I just were you a tits person before, or are you saying no, you're no, less of an person, ass person now? Ass person slowly changing and uh, changing over into a tits person, but no, I think I'm still an ass person. I think that's still my go to. <laughs> how about you, Tyler? Me, you know what? I'm honestly going the other way. Oh, I've always been a tits person, and I'm turning into a bit more of an ass person, yeah. Yeah. Changes are, changes I, th- I think it's good. Fifty. It just have both of them be good. Why not? Both of them. Both are great. Yeah. Exactly. Both are fantastic. Uh, how about you, Brad? Probably. Uh, both. <laughs> it's hard to choose. Uh, you can't one, do that. You one one A. Uh, you got You got to pick one or the other. You can't. You can't do that. Probably ass. Attaboy. That's Attaboy. right. Attaboy. I win. All right. Next question. Uh, okay. This is the last one. All right. And then we have a few more sex bots question, which we don't really need to get into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. How old were you when you attended your first hockey game? And what was the game? Like what teams were playing? My first, the first NHL game? I guess so, yeah. I guess it could be any hockey game, but probably, let's go NHL. Okay. I'm going to go NHL. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, Kurt, you go first. go first. You probably went to the game first. I'm uh, I'm old, so I'll go first. Um, I was the O's. It was actually my first game was in uh, Arizona. Jesus Christ! Huge, you know, yeah, it was in Arizona in 07. So I was 17. So that's how long it took for me to go to an NHL game. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went to my first NHL game was in Arizona. The Coyotes were playing the. Red Wings, I was a huge Hasek fan. He was at the crisp old age of 42, so I was really pumped to see him. And we had wicked cheap seats sitting in the lower bowl right behind him, so I could see him play twice. And uh, pretty cool experience. And uh, what do I remember most about that game, other than Hasek playing decent, um, was uh, just the fact that like there's so many Detroit fans in Arizona's building. Like, like The ratio was definitely very lopsided when it came to Red Wings fans versus – Arizona fans, which I'd never seen before in a sporting event. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy sent beside us was like painted like full, like Detroit colors, like he painted his face. He had like the full get up. And then there's some Arizona fans behind him uh, giving him lip. And then he got up and challenged him to fight. And then they left. Nice. Good time. Yeah, it's fun. And they have a really cool building. I love, absolutely, I love their ring. Their, their whole setup there is just absolutely rad. I just feel really bad that they just don't have the their fan base is so hot and cold. It's just, what do you do? Nice. Yeah. Brad, how about you? I don't remember what year it was. Um, I think it was 2010, around 2010, 2011. But it was me and Dukes, and it was my first game, and I was super pumped. Super pumped. And <laughs> it was against the Blackhawks. Did you say 2010? Huh? You say 2010? What? The year? First game. Yeah. I think it was 2010 or 2011. Okay. Uh, Corey Schneider was in net. So that was when they were good. Yeah. So that was when the Blackhawks. It's probably in 2011, 20, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. 2010, 2010, 2011, 2010. All right, come on there. Anyways, so um, Blackhawks routed the Canucks 7-1. <laughs> Samuelson scored the only goal, and it was like 6 nothing, 7 nothing. Is that, yeah, that by the like time it was like 4, 5, 6, 7 nothing. And I'm like, all I want to do is hear the goal horn. That's all I need. That's all I want to do. <laughs> and... By by as the game went 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 on, I I realized how much I, I was asking too much. But Samuelson fought it in a power play goal, like six minutes left left in the third or something like that. But I remember, yeah, Corey Schneider was in net, and it was Kaner was coming down two on one, and he ripped the puck short side glove side across like on the I'm on the behind the net second second level, mm-hmm. and like the puck they, he was. It was on the other side of the of the arena, and he hit that bar so damn loud. It was like I heard it perfectly, crystal clear, from like 200 feet away. And he ripped it, top shelf, two on one, glove side, 
short side. Like it was just, it was like, wow. And everybody in the stands was like, wow, that was a pretty shot. Wow, that was pretty good. Nobody wasn't even, nobody wasn't even pissed. But yeah, that was my first game, 7-1 routing by the Chicago Blackhawks. Get beat, get beat, fair and square. Fair and square by one of the best teams at the time. We would go win the Stanley <laughs> Cup that year. Yeah, some one of those two years. One of those, one, one, somewhere around then. 2010 they did, yeah. No, I mean like when I went to the game. Oh, I see. How about you, Croggy? Mine's a little bit, quite a bit further back. And I don't remember what the score was. I want to say it was 98 or 99. Wow. And I went to see the Canucks versus the Montreal Canadiens. Jose Theodore net? No, pre-Jose Theodore. Uh, oh, really? Jocelyn Thibault. Jocelyn Thibault. That's a name drop. I was a huge fan. I loved his mask. I had NHL 98. And they had yeah. a, this little thing where you could go through and look at all the goalies' masks, and that one yeah. always stuck out to me. I love that mask. Yoslan Tebow, that's awesome. So yeah, I don't remember how the game went. Obviously, I was like six or something like that. But <laughs> that was your first uh, game. It was really cool. Yeah, and I got one of those. They used to sell flags. You know how yeah. they had like team flags? They had them on a wooden stick. So they sold the Canucks flag, and then they'd sell whatever team the opposing team was. You could buy them. So. Back in the day, I went to a couple games. I had a couple different flags. I think I had Buffalo and Toronto, and uh, I got a Montreal flag. Did not buy a Canucks flag. Sorry, Brad. Um, (laughs) Taking your loss. But yeah, so after the game, we went down to like where the players come out and stuff. And I never saw Tebow. I wanted his autograph, but I got uh, Vincent Dampus, who was their captain at the time, and Red Fisher, who was like their their uh journalist like the team journalist i guess he's like the jeff patterson of back then for montreal mm. so that was pretty cool that is pretty cool not bad that's a mm. pretty nostalgic game going back to 1999 yeah 1999 both teams were probably terrible at that point yeah the canucks that was not a shining time for the canucks nor no that the, was like the mike keenan and uh, mark messier era yeah yeah, was, there were some ugly times for the Canucks. I can't remember how Montreal did. I it's a, it escapes me if they made it to the playoffs that year. I don't think their team was that great. No. Yeah, who the fuck did the Habs have in the late nineties? Nobody really. Vincent Danfus. <laughs> yeah. And probably Saku Koivu, but he would have been younger. He would have been younger then. I'm trying to remember if they had Jeff Hackett on. Um, the Habs at the time, if he was actually in that. They, I, I want to say he was on the team, but he was their backup. Yeah, he probably wasn't starting that night because he was their start. He became quite the bonafide starter for a while until they traded him to, ironically, Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, so that's my story. And it came quite a few years before your guys' stories. but Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like uh, I said, I had... I hadn't seen a game until 17, and then two days later, I actually saw Arizona versus San Jose, and that was the game where Patrick Marlowe got in a fight. Nice. Yeah, everyone everyone cheered pretty loud. Everyone went pretty wild, and then I remember, I'll never forget, we were, uh, you know, where the players enter in on the San Jose side. Best toss, though, I tried to give some kid a stick, so he, like, tosses it up, and then the kid doesn't, like, clue into it and doesn't really grab it, so they, like, just, like, just falls. 
Vessel also kind of looks like awkwardly and he just picks it up again and like sort of tries to like just to toss it so that the kid kind of clues in, take it. <laughs> mm. Number nice. one, number two, two for me were like back to back. That's the throwback name too. That is a hard throwback name. The walk off was uh, not starting that day. That was when they were having, San Jose was having kind of the goalie battle for the starting position. Mm-hmm. And they pumped, they pumped Arizona 5 1. Curtis Joseph and Net. Eric Vestasco was supposed to be the, the guardian angel for the Toronto Maple Leafs net. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, and he was like he was like shortly after Andrew Raycroft era. Yeah. Oh, he was. They let that goal in from the other side by the Islanders. Yep. Yeah. Pretty funny though, you got to admit. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, is that it for the uh, questions there, Craggy? That's it for the questions, and Zoom has two minutes, 45 seconds left on it. They've finally Perfect. put a cap on this, so. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, well, do you, do you want to save the uh, underrated players one for another round? For another, 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 another day? Yeah, I think we could do that a different time. Yeah. That's fair. Their answers won't change. We're not having any, any hockey that will change your answers. Exactly, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's, uh, that's it for me. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening again. The question's time. It's always appreciated to hear fans' fans questions, no matter how ludicrous or how intimate they want to get with us. And I think they. Sh- I think we should keep this going. Every week we should have fan questions. Yeah, it would be fun. We'll see. We'll see if that goes. Box. Yeah, hopefully yeah. there's less sex bots and more actual questions from people. But Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. This is Underwood Hockey Pod signing out. Thanks for listening.